Hey everybody, welcome to this week's First Baptist Big Spring Podcast. Pastor Mark continues his series in the Book of Acts with a sermon titled today, Be Like Barnabas. Hope you enjoy. And thank you, Beth. I know you have your Bibles with you, so I'd encourage you to have them open to the 11th chapter of Acts. Acts chapter 11, and we're going to focus on verses 22 through 26. It may take us a while to get there, but that's where we will be. Acts 11, verses 22 through 26. Throughout the summer, we have been looking at and studying the birth and the growth of the church which the Lord Jesus Christ established before he ascended unto heaven. And we've seen some people who became powerful leaders, Peter and, and, and uh, James and also Philip. And later on, we see that Paul became the face of the church. But what I want us to understand as we come through this middle part of, Acts, of, the, of the study of Acts is that much of the success of the growth of the church can be placed at the feet of men and women, some most unnamed, who were faithful to the Lord every single day. Barnabas is such a person. Most of us do not know much about Barnabas. In fact, unfortunately, he has become quite insignificant to us in our day. We don't know much about him, and so we do not give him much thought. I mean, we name our sons Peter and Philip and and Andrew and, and all those names, but I've yet to meet a Barnabas. You know, we, we do not talk about Barnabas much until today. And so what I want you to hear is this. While Peter was the face of the church in the first ten chapters, and Paul was the face of the church from chapters ten and on, Barnabas, I believe, was the heart of the church. And in Acts chapter 11, verses 22 through 26, we, we receive a glimpse of his heart for the Lord. And his heart for the church. And so as we walk through this and other passages, may it be an encouragement to you and to me that even though we may be serving in the shadows, so to speak. And even though we may not have the limelight of Peter or of a Paul, that you are the heartbeat of the church. Let's read about Barnabas in Acts chapter 11, beginning with verse 22. We're told news of this reached the church in Jerusalem. Now, the of this is the, uh, is the word of many people coming to faith in Christ as Savior. At this point, the church has been scattered. 
through the persecution of Jer- in Jerusalem and through Saul uh, trying to destroy the church, the people left Jerusalem, began to scatter around the region. And as a result, they took the gospel with them and many were saved. And so as this became reported to the church at Jerusalem, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Verse 23. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, who we would know as Paul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Barnabas is a, is a man worthy to study, a man worthy to follow. We we first meet Barnabas in Acts chapter 4 verses 36 through 37. We're told now Joseph a Levite from Cyprus, see if I give that. Joseph a Levite from Cyprus whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Now, I want you to notice something you may not have ever clicked with before. And it is that Barnabas was not his name. Barnabas was a nickname given to him. His name is actually Joseph. Now, many of you have nicknames. Many of you have, have, uh, have your friends know you by something other than your first name. Well, the church knew Joseph as Barnabas. Now, let me give you a little lesson in, in uh, Jewish names. You will notice that Barnabas is actually two words put together, bar and nabas. Nabas is the root word of, of encouragement. The, the word bar means son of. Now, if you read Jewish names in the Bible and you see a name with the beginning of B-A-R, a bar, it means son of. And, and so, for instance, Peter's name was Simon Bar Jonah, which means Simon, son of Jonah. He would later became, become known as Peter. And so as you read these Bible names and you hear the word, see the word bar in front, you'll know that it's more than likely a nickname. A name that person is known by because of who he is or the family he belonged to or what kind of lifestyle he lived. So if I were to give to you this name, Bar, Smith, and Wesson, how would you translate that? He's a son of a gun. All right. That will stick in your mind more than anything else I know. But here is Joseph, who is called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And Barnabas becomes this guy that you want to see people be like within the church. 
On Wednesday mornings, I get to speak to a wonderful group of people at Marcy Place, an assisted living place here in Big Spring. And Vaughn and Helen Martin come and they help lead the singing in that. And and just two, three weeks ago, recently, I was talking about how tired I was because three of our grandchildren had come to visit us. And these three, seven-year-old twins and ten-year-old boy, were on go 24 hours a day. Every, mo- every waking moment, they wanted to be somewhere. They wanted to do something. They wanted to, to have us do something with them. And, and I told them, I'm just tired because of this, and, and I need some rest. Well, I got to talking, and I spin that in to, to help us understand the life and ministry of Jesus, of how, how he became tired because of the crowds early in his ministry would come, and, and he would send them away, but they would follow him to the next town, always wanting his attention, wanting something from them, and that, that finally he was able to get rest by crossing the sea on a boat in the midst of a storm, And in the storm, Jesus was resting on a bed in the back of the boat. Well, well, it it was a a sweet time together as it always is on Wednesday morning. Well, a couple of weeks later, Vaughn brings to me a gift. He presents to me this shirt. I don't know if you can see it. It says, Jesus took naps. I want to be like Jesus. I said, I'm keeping that shirt because truly I want to be like Jesus. And hopefully you want to be like Jesus. But this morning I want you to take it a step further to want to be like Barnabas. Barnabas was considered the son of encouragement. That's the kind of life he lived. And, and his church folk, the, the people in, closest to him said, said, Hey, Joseph, I want to be like you because you are an encourager. You are the son of encouragement. Well, we see that every time Barnabas is mentioned in Acts. We see him again in Acts chapter 9, the, this chapter where Paul or Saul is on his way in persecuting the church. He's walking through the road of Damascus. And Saul was a man intent on destroying anything that had to do with Christ, anything that had to do with Jesus, anything that had to do with the church. But on that road to Damascus, he was confronted by Christ himself and blinded on that road. And in that instance... Saul's life was radically transformed. His life was radically changed. He went from someone who was doing his best to persecute the church to someone who would boldly begin preaching Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the Christ. In essence, Saul changed teams. He went from being the chief persecutor of the Jewish religious system to becoming one of those who followed Christ. And these Jewish religious leaders branded Paul or Saul as a traitor and they planned to kill him. 
And so in Acts 9, we see where Saul then is helped by Christians to escape out of, to escape out of, of uh, Damascus and to make his way to Jerusalem where the leadership of the church met. But things did not go well for Saul because these Jewish religious leaders knew what Saul had done and they were afraid of him and even doubted that he actually had a life transformation. They actually doubted if he was truly a believer so no one would have anything to do with Saul except for Barnabas. Barnabas became came alongside of him and risked his own reputation and reached out to someone who had absolutely no friends in church. The church had rejected him. But Barnabas came alongside of him. He knew all the nasty stuff which Saul had done. He knew the bad reputation which Saul had. But Barnabas looked beyond his past and befriended him. And gave him hope. Many of you know the story of Jackie Robinson. The first African American to play baseball in the major leagues. Breaking the, the color barrier, he faced hostile crowds in, in every stadium everywhere he went. In one particular home game at Ebbets Field, Jackie Robinson made an error at second base. And the crowd began to boo and cheer. His own home crowd began to hurl racial slurs at him and began to boo. And, and Jackie Robinson stood there at second base, humiliated not only by his error, but humiliated by what everyone was saying to him. But it was then that the shortstop, Pee Wee Reese, walked over to where Jackie Robinson was, put his arm around him, and suddenly the crowd became silent. Jackie Robinson would say later on, he said that arm around my shoulder literally saved my career. And Pee Wee Reese was standing by this black man that everyone else hated in front of a hostile crowd. And he said, I believe in this man. And that is the picture of Barnabas. He stood beside Saul, this former persecutor, this man whose life had been transformed by Christ. And he, in essence, put his arm around him and said, I believe in this man. And from that moment on, Saul began to grow in his faith. And Saul became eventually Paul, who would become the face of the church. He, Barnabas was the son of encouragement. I would say to you, be like Jesus. People are all around you who need someone to believe in them. People are all around you who have made terrible mistakes. People who have a terrible reputation because of the life they have lived. But they're waiting for someone to be an encourager. To say, I believe in you. You are more than what you think you are. 
The reality is, I believe there are people in our community who would never come to a church service like this, who never step inside a church building because they're afraid how they would be judged by their lifestyle or how they lived. And we need to be like Barnabas. And to go and to befriend and to reach out and to introduce these folk to the love of Christ and to the love of the church. One of the things the church has failed at in our society, I believe, is that we have failed to embrace people with an unending kind of love that will bring them into a knowledge that Jesus Christ loves them as well. See, isn't that what Jesus did? Jesus was willing to eat with the tax collectors and sinners, these who who were considered the scum of the earth. And, And even with all the jeering from the religious leaders and all the flack that he got, Jesus loved them enough that he's willing to embrace them and say, I believe in these people. That's what I go. That's why I go. And that's why I tell them the good news. Be like Barnabas. By the time we get to Acts chapter 11, the good news of Jesus has reached Antioch. And this small church had formed. The, these new believers had began to gather together to find support from one, with one another and, and to figure out what this means now that they are followers of Christ. And so they needed someone to teach them. And as word got back to Jerusalem at the church, they send Barnabas out to this little brand new church in Antioch. And Acts 11 shows us that Barnabas encouraged them in their faith. And did you notice how Luke describes Barnabas? He says he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Can can we translate that for a moment? Luke, the writer of Acts, says the power of the Holy Spirit was at work in the life of Barnabas. And the result was, Luke says, a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Be like Barnabas. See, as he walked with the Lord in close communion with him, Barnabas impacted the lives of people. His influence inspired others to seek after God and to submit their lives to him in salvation. But what Luke does not talk about Barnabas, he's not saying, man, he was a great preacher or a wonderful teacher. He does not say he was the best administrator a church could have. He did not say that he came and he was a great organizer of the small group of people and made them into the church. All it says about this man is that he was full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Let me tell you what the Lord looks more from you for. And that is your availability. He desires from each and every one of us a willingness to do whatever the Lord desires us to do, to be used by the Lord. Oftentimes we think, well, God can't use me because my abilities are not as someone else might be. But all he is asking for is for you and me to simply surrender our lives to him. I look back upon 
my Christian walk some 50 plus years now. And, and when I think about those people who have had a greater impact upon my life in my spiritual walk, it, it hasn't been anyone who had a great position within the church necessarily. Anyone who is so greatly gifted, someone who was uh, dynamic and out front, but it's always been people God has placed in my life who have had the quiet commitment to walk with the Lord themselves. That's been the greatest encouragement to me. And so all God asks is that as we walk with Him, that we will be faithful to the work He has given to us so that other people's lives will be transformed. See, the church needs people with the commitment and attitude of Barnabas. This is what Barnabas does. He sees this work that God is doing. He realizes it's more than he can do. So he goes out and he finds Saul. And together for a year, he and Saul serve faithfully by teaching and by leading the people. And what was the result of this work? It is found in Acts chapter 11, verse 26. For it is what I believe is a testimony of Barnabas' faithfulness. We're told the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. The first time they're known as little Christ is here at Antioch. As a result of what Barnabas had done in the life of the church. You know, this was a derogatory term for those who named them Christians. But what it did, it identified these followers as people who were like Christ. In essence, Barnabas has helped establish a growing, vibrant body of believers in Antioch. Be like Barnabas. We begin a task as a church. The task is to share the gospel and see lives transformed, to invest in the lives of others and promote growth in the Lord. See, you are the heart of the church. And if you would be as Barnabas, then you would see the lives of people transformed as well. Ty Cobb, the all-time baseball great, played in 3,033 games straight. Didn't miss a game for 3,033 games. For 12 years, he led the American League in batting average. For four years, his batting average never dropped below 400. Ty Cobb was known as the meanest, most unlikable man ever to play in that sport. But on July 17, 1961, on his deathbed, Ty Cobb accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And these were some of his last words. He said, you tell the boys, I'm sorry, it was the last part of the night that I came to know Christ. I wish it had taken place in the first half of the first. 
You know what it tells me? It tells me it is not too late to serve the Lord with gladness. It's not too late for you to say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. Do with me as you desire. Father, I will follow you. I'll be obedient. And I will be like Barnabas. And be the kind of person that others can see Christ in me. It's not too late for you to say, here I am, Lord. Use me. And maybe that's what's missing in your life. You're missing the aspect of service, of what God can do in you and through you. You've given, you've attended, but are you serving? I want you to know it's not too late for you to trust Christ as Savior today as well. I would encourage you not to try to wait till the last part of your life, wait till the last when know that He is waiting for you to come to Him now. That you would call upon His name and to know Him. Father, I thank You. You give us examples of faith. Father, I'm grateful You give us examples of how we are to live for You. Father, I'm thankful for the men and women You have placed in my life that have helped me to take a step closer to You, to know You as Savior, to follow You as Lord. And Father, you've designed each of us to be that Barnabas in the lives of others. There's so many needs in your kingdom's work through the church that are not being met because too many are sitting on the sidelines and they're trying to make it through another day. But Father, you're calling us to step out and to serve in every way of which you've called us. Now, Lord God, may today be a day when we finally surrender ourselves to you. And Lord God, like Barnabas, we can come alongside others and put our arms around them and help them to see your love and to experience your love. Father God, teach us now. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.